0: welcome to any questions a podcast about conception pregnancy and realistic motherhood follow along on my journey as i ask the questions we all have when it comes to getting pregnant staying pregnant and becoming parents i'm not an expert and i have no experience i'm going through it all just like you so thanks for being here and let's get into it Welcome back to Any Questions, a podcast all about conception, trying to conceive, hypothetical pregnancies, and maybe one day parenthood, labor, childbirth, raising kids, all that good stuff. But for now, we are very much in the TTC, trying to conceive, conception, fertility part of the journey, which I had hoped would not be a 22 uh, podcast episode journey, but here we are. yeah we're just (laughs) trucking along so as you can tell by today's podcast title how do i stop getting my hopes up um this one might be a bit of a downer and i apologize about that um i don't want to give you something just like horribly pessimistic and sad to listen to so i will try to keep things you know hopeful and optimistic i mean the whole point of this episode is how to keep hopes up um but i also do think it's important to record episodes not just um when i'm feeling my happiest and not just when i'm looking ahead to the future but also for the realistic part of this journey um as much as this is a podcast for uh, me to connect with other people and to share this experience from a very novice (laughs) perspective, someone just going through it, you know, not a medical professional, not a seasoned mom of three or anything like that. It's also a place for me to sort of process and talk through my own feelings. And hopefully one day, look back on all this and say, wow, like, look how far I came, look at all these different, you know, parts of my journey and here we are sort of thing um so yeah for me right now i am feeling a little bit down um i took a pregnancy test this morning and i kept telling myself you know this isn't the first I've, i've taken probably i don't know somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 uh pregnancy tests in the last Whatever, six months or something like that. Um, And as I've shared in past episodes, I have PCOS. I'm on the world's longest cycle right now, which is very abnormal for me. I've never had a cycle this long. So it's very hard to tell if I have ovulated. Um, I haven't had a period in like over 100 days. Uh, I've had lots of spotting sort of off and on. But I yeah, don't really know what's going on. I do have an appointment with a gynecologist. By the time you hear this, I will have already had that appointment. So hopefully, I have some answers or some next steps. Um, but at the time of recording, I haven't had that appointment yet. So I'm just a little bit lost. Um, but I'd kind of convinced myself that maybe I had ovulated about two weeks ago. And you know, we had tried to conceive at that time as well. And I was sort of saying, okay, you know, like some of these symptoms fit, and my temperature, sure, it's a little bit high. And, you know, maybe the four days of spotting or five days of spotting was just implantation bleeding, because it completely stopped uh, a day or two ago. So I took a test this morning. um, And it was negative, you know, big, big fat negative, big BFN, (laughs) as they say. Um, And it just Yeah, it kind of I was dejected, because, you know, as much as I was telling myself to keep my hopes down to not get too excited. You know, there's, it's very unlikely that it is positive, you know, you have no idea what's going on with your body. <laughs> Things are a mess. And you know, I did feel some symptoms, but I didn't have others and really obvious ones like, you know, my boobs are not sore. Um, I've always heard that that's, you know, the, the really big main one, I haven't had any food aversions or anything like that. So um, I was trying to tell myself it would be negative. But of, but of course, I got my hopes up, right? I was also kind of imagining what it would be like, to find out, to actually see that second line on the stick, to tell my husband how we were going to share the news. Um, so it was, oh, it was tough, um, and it's hard when you are. I mean, this whole process is hard and sucks and is difficult. Um, but I just, yeah, I thought I would come on here and kind of share that experience and some things that I'm thinking about and going through. And I don't really think I have any advice, which again, this whole podcast, none of this is advice, none of this is (laughs) expert anything, um, but maybe some things that I am planning to do or trying to do to help myself kind of get through this part of it, all of this waiting and being hopeful and all of that. So I think particularly for this one, because I have taken pregnancy tests in the past, um, and not really had as much of a reaction. And I have also taken ones where I had like a huge reaction. I think the, um, I did a whole episode on like, I took a pregnancy test. Now what? I think that was one of my early episodes. That one, I definitely had my hopes up because I just had the wildest symptoms um, that I've never had before. So I still, oh God, I would love to like, get some sort of um, like expert medical opinion on like all these different things that my body and cycle have gone through in the last six months and be like, what did that mean? How, why did that happen? Um, and I don't even think that's a thing that like a doctor can do. Um, but if there was a way to like go back in time and be like, okay, but why did I have this one symptom? (laughs) Um, that would be excellent. Cause I would really love to know why I was so convinced, um, that time that I really was pregnant. So I, I wasn't as dejected as that time. Um, but, definitely more dejected than I have been for probably the last couple tests that I've taken. And I was just sort of taking tests regularly, just because my cycle has been so long. And I know that they calculate pregnancies based on when your um, the first day of your last menstrual cycle was. So right now I'm like, four months pregnant, <laughs> if, I, if I was currently pregnant, if we're going off of that calculation, just because this has been such an epically long cycle for me. So I wanted to take pregnancy tests throughout so that when I do hopefully one day get to go to the doctor and say, you know, yes, I am pregnant, I can sort of say like, but don't worry, I'm not, you know, four months pregnant, here's the proof, you know, I, I was negative up until this date sort of thing. Um, so I was sort of taking like maintenance pregnancy tests, I guess you could say. Um, but this one that I took this morning was was a little bit more hopeful. And I think part of the reason why I Got my hopes up. Is we have had uh, quite a bit of family contact in the last um, week. We had a family birthday party this weekend, and I got to meet two, I guess, uh, my husband's cousin's kids. So whatever that makes them to me, second cousins or cousins once removed or whatever. Um, but two little newborns that we have in our family. And um, spent a lot of time holding them. And of course, everyone is gushing and freaking out. I went to the bathroom and I came back, and my husband was holding a baby. And all of the aunts and my mother in law were like, oh my God, look, look, he's holding a baby. Like it was just a big, big tug on the heartstrings, on the (laughs) big, big tug in the uterus. Um, It was, yeah, so beautiful and so adorable. And of course, holding that baby just oh, like the hardest thing in the world for someone who's trying to conceive to hold a newborn and have all these people tell you how, how good you look with a newborn what a natural you are how it you know it's gonna be your turn next when are you gonna have one um i'm gonna do a whole podcast i think again on like how to answer those questions and how to like interact with friends and family who are saying things like that because you know what do i I don't want to really turn around to those people and say like, yeah, actually, I'd really love one, but I haven't had a period in a hundred days, and I just went for a transvaginal ultrasound. How are you? <laughs> like, uh, it's yeah, it's a whole thing, it's a whole journey, and that's like, you know, my story. I'm sure there are people who could turn around and say, yeah, I would love one, but I've had three miscarriages and four failed IVFs. <laughs> like, you want to cough up money for our next, uh, you know, in not insemination, whatever, the transfer. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, sorry, that's going to be a whole other uh, podcast. But just, you know, seeing those babies over the weekend. And then we had my mother-in-law and my aunt-in-law over to our home last night for dinner. And we were sort of talking about pregnancy and babies and things like that. So it's, you know, it's a little bit more top of mind. And I was kind of imagining how I would tell my husband. Um, and of course, you know, you just even after that negative test, you still kind of cling to hope, right? So right away, I started googling, like, okay, negative test at 14 DPO days past ovulation. Um, and you find those forums, and you find those people, you find those articles that are like, actually, you know what, like 8% of people who get a negative test at day 14, still go on to, you know, have a positive pregnancy test. And all these different forums of people saying like, Oh, you know, I had a negative at 14 days and 15 and 16. But I'm holding my baby girl now or something like that. So there are these outliers, right? There's these stories. But I think I just have to tell myself that like, for the vast majority of people, if you have a negative test at 14 DPO, like it's, it's negative. And for me, like, DPO. I don't even know if that was when I ovulated just because I do have PCOS, so my cycle's all over the place. And uh, the ovulation predictor kit strips apparently don't work that well with people with PCOS, despite me using them daily. (laughs) I'm still trucking away at that. I have heard of something called OvuSense, which is like a tracker that you actually put up into your vagina that's supposed to track ovulation. And it's advertised as like actually working for people with irregular cycles, including PCOS. So it's definitely a bigger financial commitment than the test strips that you can just order on Amazon. You can get like a hundred for like 30 bucks, something like that. Um, so it's a bigger commitment, but that is something I am thinking about, uh, getting if, um, yeah, if, <laughs> if the, uh, old fashioned method is not working for us, I'm, I'm someone who likes a lot of data. So that might be something that I look into. Um, but I also feel like I'm doing so much, And like, we're not even pregnant yet. I don't even have a kid yet. And I'm doing all these things like taking my temperature and taking vitamins and taking special pills and special supplements and eating differently and working out differently, and testing and trying. And it's just, (laughs) it's a lot. It's overwhelming. TTC is a lot of work. And it's hard, uh, physically and emotionally, uh, mentally, just there's a lot that goes into it. And I think um, hopefully a podcast like this one and, you know, just more people talking about this will sort of bring to light this whole process for people and um, make it so there's like a little bit less shame and secrecy around TTC and it can be um, yeah, talked about more openly and people can get support. Uh, when and if they need it <laughs> um yeah so reading yeah reading all those articles and sort of you know trying to cling on to some hope and even there is still you know as I'm recording this there is still a small part of me that's like okay but maybe like two days from now I will get that positive or something like that which is oh, hard to say out loud um I'm like super, super sensitive, you know, anytime like my stomach makes a noise. I'm like, oh, that's a cramp. That's a, that's a lower uterine cramp. That's something (laughs) I'm constantly, you probably don't need to know this, but like constantly squeezing my boobs to see if they're more sore or tender than usual. (laughs) Oh God, please tell me I'm not alone. Tell me other people who are trying to conceive are doing these wild things, reading the forums and being super sensitive to symptoms. But yeah, so I don't think I have any advice. um, But I do just want to say that like, you know, it is so understandable. This is such a tough process. And obviously, if you are trying to conceive, it's because you want a baby. So it naturally makes sense that you're going to get your hopes up, right? Like it would be kind of sad if you weren't excited and hopeful about the opportunity or like the possibility of being pregnant, if that's something that you want. Um, This is, you know, yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, this is probably something you really want. So of course, it only makes sense that you're going to get your hopes up. And I think it is important to, you know, feel your feels, not try to bottle them up and push them down and also like give yourself that time to be sad to grieve to um you know just have like a bit of a slow day if you get some bad news or you know your hopes get dashed or whatever it is um i wish i had done that a little bit better for myself i pretty much like peed (laughs) this morning on the stick um found out it was negative went back to bed um, stupidly slept through my alarm clock and then had like back to back meetings until lunch. So it hasn't been the most like restful (laughs) day giving myself time to like grieve or be sad. But um, yeah, I'm just sort of taking it easy. I'm not gonna like beat up on myself too much today. Uh, for me, I try to think of the bright side. And I know that's like the stupidest advice to give someone who's going through a hard, um, a hard time, like, oh, look for the silver linings. But I it's, you know, it's true, right? It's something that can be helpful. So one thing I like to say to myself is like, one day, I'm going to look back and this is all going to make sense. Like one day, I will be holding my baby, whether it's, you know, mine, um, biologically or not, uh, regardless of how they get here and who carries them and whatever. They're like, one day I will be holding my baby or I will be at peace with my situation, whether I have a child or not. And I will look back on this time and be like, yes, this makes sense. Like all of this led up to where I'm at. And each day gets me one day closer to, you know, being a mom, at some point, (laughs) in some way, shape, form, sense of the word. Um, So that's something I try to hold on to that like, Yeah, each day, even if it's not a day that I'm pregnant, um, each day is getting me closer to that. And uh, one day I will look back and this is all gonna make sense. Um, I cling on to the fact that for me, you know, it is still early days. Technically we are still within our first six months of trying, even though four of those months I haven't had a period, (laughs) Um, I am still quite young. I'm not 30 yet, I'm turning 30 in like a month. Um, So I, am you know, holding on to those little silver linings there that, that make me feel a bit hopeful bit more hopeful about this journey. Um, I try not to wallow and get too far down. You know, I did want to again, come on and do this podcast while I'm feeling slightly less optimistic than usual. But I I try not to let myself like live in that space. um, Even though that's very difficult. (laughs) It's, It's very hard to, you know, pull myself out. So I want to remain hopeful, but in a way that doesn't like crush my soul anytime I get a negative result or, you know, a bad news in some fashion. So trying to be realistic. So here are a few things that um, I do or that I'm gonna do or want to do to help me kind of get through this. So first thing is to try not to test too early. And if I do test, leaving a few days between tests. So this is so, so hard and I get it. Trust me, (laughs) like the desire, especially if you actually have like a reliable, regular cycle and you know when your days are, This is, I guess, one silver lining of having my extremely long, irregular PCOS inspired cycle is that I don't actually know Um, you know, how many days past ovulation I am. So it's a lot easier for me to hold off on testing, because I'm like, I don't know, is it day eight? Is it day 18? Is it day 45? Is it day one? Who knows? Um, But if you have a very regular cycle, I know counting those days is so hard. And you want to start testing and you're googling like, okay, can I get a positive at like day seven? What about day eight? What about day nine? And it's so tough. And you know, if you get a negative, it's there's that strong desire, like, okay, I'll just test again tomorrow, I'll test again tomorrow. Um, But I do think it. Is, you know, it's hard, right? Like your hopes are up. Um, But then on the opposite side, your hopes are also up the longer you don't test. Because if you don't test, you could be pregnant. You're kind of like leaving hope alive, right? And even if you get the negative, you still could be pregnant. It could be a false negative. Your positive could be coming. So, oh, it's tough. But I think for me, I think not testing and also not testing like super often is more helpful. It's just nice to not have to deal with that sort of. Uh, news, even if it's not 100%, like to not have to see that every day or every other day or something like that is is good. Um, and I think that's like the general wisdom out there too, is to like not test until your period is actually late. And then if you do get a negative, like wait a few days, let that HCG build up if it's there uh, before you test again. Um, I also am trying to encourage myself to be very realistic about symptoms and really wait until the symptoms are like screaming at me in my face before <laughs> I chalk them up to anything. So I have a little app where I record like, you know, basal body temperature and cervical mucus and all that good stuff. Um, and it has an option to like list symptoms. And sometimes I'll just write them out as opposed to like clicking the box that says cramps. because so I'm like, eh, kind of crampy, but not quite like yes, there are cramps. So uh, that's something I'm trying to do. But again, this is so hard because it is super subjective, right? Like some days it feels, you know, you're like, oh, wow, I am cramping. Is it because I'm pregnant or is it because I had ice cream? (laughs) Like there's, you know, lots of reasons for different things. And of course, a lot of the early pregnancy symptoms are the exact same as PMS symptoms. And if you are looking for symptoms, you're probably going to find some. So very tough, but I am trying to tell myself like, wait until the symptom is like undeniable. Um, I'm also trying to look at positives if I'm not pregnant. So again, that silver lining, um, telling myself like, okay, if I'm not pregnant, like, what are the pros of that? Oh, I can, you know, my 30th birthday is coming up. So I can like have a bunch of drinks and not worry about it. Um, Or I can go on this vacation and not worry about being sick or things like that. So looking for pros Uh, to a negative, if that makes sense. Pros to a negative pregnancy test. (laughs) What are good things um, that you can do or that you get to do because you're not pregnant yet? I also try to channel some of this energy into more productive things. So I know it is not good for my brain to spiral, to be looking at endless numbers of articles and forums. Um, Obviously, I still did that at three in the morning, but <laughs> I am trying, you know, in the light of day, I am trying to channel that energy into things that are more productive and that are going to help me in my life, Um, you know, possibly in getting pregnant, but also just like for myself. So being better about, you know, like working out and doing like dance workouts and cleaning the house and doing crunches while I wait for my lunch to heat up on the microwave, things like that, or sorry, not crunches, uh, squats, crunches would. Be a lot of work (laughs) but little things like that like little moments where i'm sort of um still like getting in tune with my body and trying to get myself into better shape and to be more fit and more uh strong and healthy which would be awesome if i do get pregnant that i'm you know in a better space with my body but also just like a cool way for me to get more in touch with my body and doing movement because it feels good. And that's what my body wants to do in the moment. Um, Getting into meal planning, uh, getting more creative in the kitchen, trying to find out like really healthful, like nutrition, nutrition, Nutritionally dense <laughs> options that I can eat that make me feel good. Um, channeling more energy and time into my work. You know, I think that's as a freelancer, like, you know, I get the more I work, the more I get paid. So it's kind of nice to like come out of a bit of a slump and be like, hey, I'm going to do this thing and, you know, earn a hundred bucks really quick. And that's always encouraging. Um, spending more time on hobbies, getting back into reading. I was, well, I only did it for like three nights, but I was really proud of myself. I was leaving my cell phone outside of the bedroom and reading each night uh, before bed, as opposed to scrolling endlessly on social media. I think I need to start that again, Um, though today I did sleep through my alarm. So (laughs) I got to find a balance. Um, Even just time with like friends and family, like reaching out to friends and family and connecting with them. So basically just like pouring into other areas of your life to make your life better um you always hear those stories you know people who get pregnant when they're not even trying when they're kind of distracted by other things going on in their life and i would love that to be my story but i know obviously seeing as i have a podcast about it i'm a little obsessed so i don't think it's gonna happen you know when i'm not even thinking about it but (laughs) i would love there to be other areas of my life that are exciting and enriching and like bring me joy besides just waiting for two little lines to show up on a pink pregnancy test strip. (laughs) So that's it, bit of a shorter episode. Um, But basically, just like the TLDR here is trying to conceive is very hard. It is very difficult emotionally, mentally, physically, it is a journey. It is so natural that you get your hopes up. And I'm so sorry that uh, yours are up. And if they've been crushed and dashed like mine have been you are not alone I'm right there with you and hopefully we get some great news one day so like keep hope alive but find a way to sort of gently gracefully catch yourself anytime uh, you get <laughs> pushed back down <laughs> god that's such a horrible way to end this episode sorry <laughs> baby dust to you all Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. If you liked hearing from me, I'd really appreciate it if you could do all the things. Follow, subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend. Even if I wasn't able to answer all of your questions, I hope there's some relief in knowing you're not alone in asking them. Thanks so much for being here.